everyone. My name is Terry Abair, and this is my podcast. It's called I Have Things to Say. I'm a midlife career introvert who is much better at the written word, but I now invite you to join me on this adventure of saying the things I have to say. I'll tell stories, you'll find humor, plenty of awkwardness, maybe some unique insights, definitely all the feels from time to time. All of that comes together right here in this podcast because I truly believe we all have stories to tell and these are my stories. So thank you for being here. Here's what I have to say today. Oh, hey there. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of I Have Things to Say. My name is Terry Bear, and I am the one with the things to say for the purposes of this podcast. <laughs> hey, we missed a week last week, and that was for a couple reasons. One, you may be able to tell by the sound of my voice that I'm struggling again with another uh, cold thing, some sort of head congestion funk. So um, I try really hard not to... Um, Sub- subject my listeners to listen to listening to me like snort and snot in the microphone <laughs> and so I, w- I kind of played it cool last week and didn't didn't force myself to do an episode but I also wasn't really sure of what to talk about and I want to make sure that every time I turn on the mic and post an episode that it's something of substance um, whether you care about it or not <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm not just talking about things that you know either don't really matter to me or it's just fluff just for the sake of filling an episode so my commitment is weekly of course but I always want to make sure that I'm bringing you um, things that matter so um, I was struggling a little bit with what to talk about today because I didn't want to let another week go by but then I realized, hey, why don't you talk about that thing that, that's kind of been bothering you for a while? So, um, and here it is. So it's about making good choices today. And my heart has been pretty heavy with just this idea that we just, we too often seem to ma- make bad choices. And we as society, we as me, we as I think just people in general, people I know, people, people, just people, we, sent, we tend to just make bad choices. And I don't know if it's because we're drawn to the bad choice because it seems easier or because, um, you know, people are telling us that it is a bad choice and we want to do the opposite of what they say, or we don't care enough about ourselves or we don't, you know, we don't want to do the work to make a better decision. I don't know what it is, but we, 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 I just, I keep seeing this that we, and I'm guilty of it too. We make a bad decision and we either, you know, we have, uh, you know, fallout that's, you know, bad consequences or whatever. And we ra- rationalize it as, a, well, you know, it was still an okay decision or justify it in some way. And we're not even willing to admit after the fact that we made a bad decision and, but things are bad in, or, or we just continue to make bad, more bad choices to try to fix the first bad choice. Like, well, I can fix that. So now I'm going to do this. And it's like a, it's like a series of bad choices to try to fix something that we shouldn't have done in the first place. So, and I'm not talking necessarily about choosing between two different paths. Like, should I do this or that? I'm talking about making a bad choice despite everything telling us it's wrong or despite not having enough good information to know that it's a bad decision. And here's where I'm going with that is because over the past week, um, TV has been really influential <laughs> in what's on my heart right now because I got sucked into watching the Netflix series, uh, Botched Up Bodies. Okay. And so if you have, <laughs> if you don't know about that show, I'm going to talk about it a little bit in a second. And um, I also got sucked into watching um, the R. Kelly thing, uh, Surviving R. Kelly. So those two things were part of my last weekend while I was kind of trying to take it easy. 
And the common denominator between those two shows, which I feel like is a bigger kind of commentary on um, life these days in a lot of ways, is making bad choices. So, um, you know, we live in a world where uh, Botched Up Bodies is a show on TV. And I'm going to talk about that. And we live in a world where R. Kelly and people like R. Kelly get away with breaking the law for decades. And it's a result of bad decisions. And the reason why I just, I feel like it's so important to talk about this is because we risk so much when we make bad decisions. For whatever reason, we decide to go the wrong way. We risk our safety. We risk our comfort. We risk our security. We risk respect, which is important. We risk our money. We risk other people's money. We risk our health. We risk our families. We risk other relationships. And I mean, there's, I could keep going, but today that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about two kinds of bad choices, the botched up bodies kinds of bad choices and the R. Kelly look the other way kind of bad choices on today's episode of I Have Things to Say. All right, so let's start with the botched up bodies kind of uh, bad choices. So if you don't know about this show, and it's not a new show, but I think it just recently hit Netflix. And so I was going to not watch it because it just sounded horrific. And then I got sucked into the first few minutes of one show. And it's like, if you don't know what it is, um, and I'm not plugging this show, I'm just giving you the context for how my brain works and how I watched that show and was inspired to talk about how horrible uh it is to get put into to be in those situations. So it's 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 a British show based entirely around plastic surgeons and cosmetic surgeons fixing bad uh, bad surgery. So you know bad cosmetic fixes. So they're fixing fixes essentially. They're fixing uh, decisions that people have made in in their you know prior to this moment where they had some cosmetic surgery for whatever reason and it went horribly wrong and now they're on this show with these doctors to get it fixed. Okay. So in watching the first few minutes of this show, if you can stomach it, (laughs) you're going to get stuck. You're going to get stuck watching all of it, the whole entire season, because it's like, it's like, you know, you can't look away. It's that horrible. And it's, um, it's, I mean, it's graphic, it's gory. It's, you are watching surgery happen. So just be ready for that. If you try to try to give it, you know, decide to give it a shot. But, um, I found it intriguing because, um, And let me just put this disclaimer out there. Um, You know, there are some legit cosmetic surgeries that need to take place, you know, and so I'm not, this is not about that. This is not about choosing to have something corrective done because you have, uh, you know, a a health issue or a serious, like a genetic condition. Like there are absolutely 100% legitimate reasons where you would go and need to have some kind of cosmetic surgery done. So I'm not discounting that. That's not necessarily what this show is about. And there and, and there are a few exceptions to that. People who have had, you know, tremendous amount of weight loss and have, uh, you know, excessive skin and they want to have that taken care of and that kind of thing. That's not the bad decision. The bad decisions have come in where people have chosen the cheap way to do that, right? <laughs> so instead of going to, and this was a common theme throughout a lot of these stories in this show. And yes, I did watch the entire season. I, seriously, I couldn't look away after a while. But it was, you know, instead of going to a reputable surgeon and spending, you know, the money and the time to do it the right way, they would choose um, a cheap surgery in like 
Thailand or somewhere random like that where they could fly there and spend like, you know, a quarter of the cost to get the procedure done. And then they come home and they find that their surgery was just horribly done. It wasn't done right. There were missing. Some ladies had boob jobs and the guy, the people didn't even put in the implants. Um, I mean, they had surgeries without um, anesthetic and the anesthetic you had to pay extra for. So it's, it's not the choice necessarily that they you know, needed to have something fixed. It, it was the way they went about doing it. So lesson number one, if you are considering cosmetic surgery, please don't go cheap. You will regret it later because the result was that they came back, they were unhappy, they had additional health issues, serious health issues, and then they needed it to be fixed anyway. So do it right the first time if you're going to do it. I'm convinced. I mean, I never really was con seriously considering any kind of plastic surgery, but now I'm convinced I never need to do that. <laughs> the show has convinced me that I never need to go that route. But some of the other choices were simply cosmetic based on, in my opinion, vanity. Like some people had a nose job if they had like this tiny little bump on their nose and then they made a choice to go to a, you know, a less than reputable surgeon and it just got botched. So their desire to fix a flaw that wasn't really a flaw turned into a huge flaw because they had these, you know, horribly, you know, mangled noses or eyelids, or, I mean, I didn't know you could even have eyelid cosmetic surgery, but you can. And uh, it's just crazy what people will obsess about and then spend so much time and money and effort going about trying to fix it. And it just really struck me that a lot of the premise of the show was people just truly unhappy with themselves. And so they were choosing a cosmetic operation, like knifing into their body and very expensive surgeries to fix that when really, um, you know, it may be the issue wasn't necessarily anything wrong with their outside body. Right. Um, and it comes from, I mean, a lot of it, I think comes from us living in this Photoshop world. We compare ourselves to other bodies and I'm, in terms of this flaw at the moment, I'm speaking specifically of cosmetic physical, physical flaws and physical perfection that we compare ourselves to. And we look on Instagram, we look on Facebook and we see these perfectly sculpted bodies with abs and tans and the right size boobs and, you know, butts in the right place and everybody's just perfect. And we want to have that. And it may not be physically possible for you to do that on your own without the help of a lot of surgery, for example. And um, that's, but that's, that's like where we obsess, like people will obsess with that and we focus on our flaws. So, um, you know, I have all these things wrong with my body and my nose is a little bit crooked and one boob is not the same size as the other. These are all hypothetical, by the way. And, you know, my, you know, my, you know, something, you know, I have one cheek that's higher than the other, you know, something that's like not even perceptible, but those are the things that we focus in on. So one, we have an unrealistic expectation of what uh, the human body should look like, because that's what we see all over um, Instagram. And then we start focusing on all the little things that are wrong with our own bodies. Like my knees are knobby. That is true. My feet are huge and really skinny and they're ridiculous. That's true too. Um, I don't know if there's a foot correction surgery, but I would never even go there. I'll just buy cute big shoes, <laughs> big shoes that are super cute. Um, but if we, and we start paying for an outside fix, right? <clears throat> so our obsession about what we think we should look like or what we want to look like on the outside um, becomes an obsession that we want to pay for. But the real fix that we need is actually on the inside, right? So I know I just got super like super serious there, but um, I believe that's true. Like if you aren't satisfied with something about your body and you can't change it by, you know, losing or gaining weight, you know, exercise, diet, that kind of thing. Why are we focused on it? Like what's, what's the motivation there? And um, 
I just think that's so true. So like botched up bodies got me super, super deep and philosophical as I was watching it, because I think that's actually a commentary on kind of life in general. Like how often do we focus on our flaws, whether it's a physical flaw or an emotional flaw, personal flaw, um, a health flaw, like, you know, I, I can't, you know, I have, um, I have chronic illness, I have asthma and, you know, other things going on with me. And how often do I focus on that flaw? because I get tired throughout the day or I can't do something I want to do because I don't feel up to it versus, okay, all the things that I actually can do and, and have been able to grow and do um, over the years that I haven't been able to do before. Or, you know, how often do we try to cosmetically, cosmetically fix something that's more or of a heart or a self-love issue? So we'll focus on something that we've what that we see about ourselves that's wrong, like a physical flaw, like, you know, I, I weigh too much or I don't like the way my lips look or something like that. And it's really a symptom of not necessarily something that's wrong with us, but something that we're like physically manifesting our outward concern on an outward flaw because we're, we're not happy with ourselves on the inside. It's just, that's a self-love issue. Um, how often are we unwilling to do the work to, to fix our problems? And I'm going to talk about the word fix in a minute, but to uh, improve our situations, like to lose weight or improve our skin with skincare instead of surgery or work consistently on our business in small ways instead of trying to, uh, trying, you know, just big expensive thing after big expensive thing that doesn't work. How often are we unwilling to do those things? Um, you know, the small things, the consistent things, the work, the daily work. Um, and instead we go searching for some outside solution that, oh, well, if I pay to have that done, or if I, if I, if I ignore, you know, the small things I can do every day to change my weight or, or to build muscle or do whatever. Um, and I just go for surgery, then that's a quick fix. It's, it's an instant gratification thing. We don't want to change the hard things about ourselves. And often a flaw is a result of needing to change what we recognize as a flaw is something that we need to change about us on a, on a daily basis as opposed to one big fix, right? Um, and there's just no, there are no magic fixes to our flaws. And I say that broadly and you can say, oh yes, there are, I can have my nose fixed or I can go and pay and have, you know, liposuction and get rid of my fat tomorrow and that kind of thing. And sure, you can do that, but you know what? Your fat grows back. <laughs> it does. Boob jobs aren't permanent. Those have to be replaced after a while, ladies. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's actually no magic fix. Yes, you can have magic boobs tomorrow if you want. Um, you can fix your nose, all that kind of stuff, but there's, it's not a fix. It's a, it's a stopgap. Uh, it's a short-term improvement for a while and it comes with lots of risk, right? So, um, and I would just, I, I, I'm just struck by how often and how many of us feel like we have flaws. And this is coming from, you know, my own personal experience of focusing on the wrong things about myself, whether it's personality, whether it's looks, whether it's, um, you know, just me being introverted and super awkward and focusing on that as opposed to how amazing I am <laughs> uh, in situations. Um, we, some flaws, you know, some flaws are just all in our heads and, I, but you know, I'm going to talk about this too. I mean, some flaws truly do need improvement, right? So while some flaws might truly need improvement, whether it's physical or personality or whatever, most of our flaws make us unique, right? They make us, um, they make us who we are. And I feel like, I feel like we overlook that. We see flaws as wrong instead of flaws as wonderful, wonderful things about us. So here's a couple things to, to, to think about. Let's, let's talk about a do first. Let's start with a positive. So do, and here we go, do recognize flaws that are detrimental to your health or success. Okay. So I don't want to, I'm not doing a blanket dismissal of all flaws. Like I'm perfect. I don't have any flaws. I don't have to fix anything. Thanks, Terry. No, you have flaws. Everybody has flaws. Okay. But it's a matter of 
adjusting your expectation of your own flaws and adjusting how you handle and love yourself despite your flaws, right? But there are flaws that do need to be helped, right? So recognize flaws that are detrimental to your health or success, okay? Those are legit. And these can be physical flaws. These can be emotional, relational, personal, you know, anything that's keeping you from success in any area of your life, right? Uh, work to improve those areas, okay? So I want us to, tr- to there's fix. Fix is such a dangerous word because we want we want that to be absolute. We want it to be, okay, automatic. Like I'm really struggling with this, um, this relational thing and I have a hard time, you know, uh, talking to, you know, my significant other and I just tend to bury everything and not talk about it and I want to fix that. I want to fix it. What about talking about improving it? Because fixing it is like an absolute, like you feel like you fail if you haven't absolutely fixed it. And I'm going to tell you that there's no, there's no absolute fix to things. So, and here's, here's a definition for fix, right? To fasten securely in a particular place or position. So think about that. Like on the surface, I'll read that again. To fasten securely in a particular place or position. That might sound pretty good. Yes. If it's fixed, it is fixed. It's secure. It's fastened. It's never going to change. But you can't grow if you're fixed, right? If you're fixed in one spot, you can't grow. You can't, you can't be flexible. You can't, you can't fluctuate with things because uh, your life is never going to be the same from day to day, right? There are always going to be changing situations. You're going to change. You're going to grow as a person, that kind of thing. So a fix is not permanent when it comes to you and your life. Um, even a physical, a physical Um, fix, right? So your body is always changing. Even if you fix something about yourself physically, um, your body's different tomorrow. Same for, you know, your health, your diet, exercise, your body, you have to, you have to constantly work. If you achieve a physical, you know, form that you love, you're perfectly sculpted and you love everything about your body. You don't just stop. You don't say my body's fixed because the minute you stop working on that on a regular, consistent basis, you lose what you fixed. It goes away because your body constantly changes. Same with your emotional health. Same with your physical health. Same with, you know, relationships. Everything changes. So if we take away the word fixed, you know, you can fix something to a certain point in time, but the next day time has passed. Time has changed things. So it's a continual thing that you do every way, every day. It grow. You can't grow if you're fixed. You can't grow if you're fixed in one location, right? You can't improve if you're fixed. So think about that. Think about um, changing your flaws or changing things that you want to change about yourself in the context of improving and not fixing. Um, Becoming better is not a fix. Um, Becoming better is your goal. You want to become better every day. You want to fix yourself to a certain plateau and then just say, all right, I'm fixed. I don't need anything else because the world around you changes. The people around you change. Everyone else is going to keep continuing to grow and change and learn and be consistent. And if you're, you know, consistent to a certain point and then you stop, you're done. Your business won't grow. Your relationships won't grow. Um, you won't grow. You'll just be in that spot forever. So think of that in terms of fix. If we can focus away from fixing and instead retrain ourselves to talk about and to focus on improving, um, I think, I think that's a better thing. And that's just me having things to say, (laughs) but I mean, to overcome our flaws requires consistent work. It's not a solution. There's not a fix. You will continually change. Situations will continually change. So Um, Think about that. Fixing is stuck. Improving is moving forward. Improving is consistent improvement. 
it's a consistent fix if you need to think of it that way. If you're like, I really like the word fix, then improvement is consistently fixing and not being fixed and stuck, okay? So that's your do. Recognize flaws that are detrimental to your health and success and work to improve, work to grow, work to change. Don't do this. So don't focus on flaws that aren't. <laughs> Did you catch that? Okay, so don't focus on flaws that aren't. A lot of us will focus on one little thing that's wrong with our face or one little thing that's wrong with our abs or one little, little thing that, and trust me, I have been there. I have been a personal trainer. I have sculpted my body into a form that I really, really loved and got a lot of compliments on. And it was a lot of hard work. And I was obsessed if one little thing wasn't right about it, right? If my, my abs didn't look great that day. I'm telling you right now, I'm a good 20 pounds heavier than I was then. And my abs don't look any, I'm sure I have some still, <laughs> but they're not where I can see them. And I am happier now and less focused on the flaws in my body than when I was when I had what I thought was a better body. Okay. So, um, and it's, it's the little things too. And the things that I would focus on are the little things that no one else was noticed. So everybody would say, oh, your abs look great. Look at that bicep. You look fantastic. And I'd be like, well, my triceps aren't where I want them to be. Right. So it's like that bump in your nose that is part of your face. And it has always been part of your face. And no one else knows that it's a bump or consider it as a bump. They just, they just see your face, but you're like obsessed about that bump in your nose. I hate that bump. I want that bump to go away. Or it's an emotional flaw, your tender heart. And this is one I struggle with all the time because I have a very tender heart and I'm, I can be super sensitive and very empathetic and I can kind of take on the emotions and feelings of other people. And I, society tells you, you are weak. If you are that tender, you are weak. If you're that empathetic and I've had friendships and relationships that have just really made me feel like I was doing something wrong or I was, I was somehow flawed because I was having an emotional reaction to something that, that, you know, they weren't reacting in the same way too. So I took that as a flaw. It's not a flaw. It's who I am. It's actually a wonderful characteristic to be that empathetic and to have, um, uh, you know, to be affected tenderly by things. Um, <clears throat> even if no one else is, um, maybe you've got a mom bod because you're a mom. That's okay. It's beautiful. It's, it's not what your focus is to have this amazing, you know, like fit body. And that's okay. You're a mom. So yeah, you're going to have a mom bob. That's okay. It's beautiful. Um, and I already talked about my imperfect abs. Maybe you're, and this was one of the botched up body stories. This guy wanted abs. He was physically fit and pretty, you know, ripped and cut in different places, but he just didn't have the abs that he wanted. So we had surgery to get abs and it was awful. And he had to have it redone because he still wasn't happy with himself. I mean, just think of all the money these people are spending on this kind of stuff. So um, when you focus on flaws that aren't flaws, craziness happens. You get obsessed about trying to fix something that doesn't need to be fixed and you're not focused on things that maybe do need to be fixed or maybe you're focused on trying to fix something that you think is wrong when you should be putting more energy into building up your strengths, right? So so highlighting the things that you love about yourself. So we, we chase these rabbit hole fixes and that's where the whole botched up bodies things come from is one bad surgery leads to multiple bad surgeries or in some cases, some life-saving surgeries to fix what, you know, the bad surgeons did. And then even after that, more surgeries to then fix what was just a total mess. We think we're correcting a bump when it turns into a botched nose job. And that's a, that's, that's a commentary on, on the whole problem. So, you know, if, if focusing on the flaw and I'll finish up this segment so we can move on, but is, is a bump on the nose, right? 
make sure that your fix for it isn't to have, you know, end up with, doesn't make you end up with a, a completely botched nose job, if that's what, if that makes sense. You know, don't try to fix the little thing when, um, you know, it's not the right thing to be fixing or improving, as I'm trying to say. So think about those things. Don't focus on flaws that aren't do recognize flaws, flaws that are detrimental to your health or success. Work on those for improvement, not fixing. And you know what? Try loving, just love yourself. Like if you have to make a list of your flaws, do that. And then write down something that you actually appreciate about that flaw. And maybe you can't think of anything. And then if you can't think of anything, those are the ones that you might need to really consider. Okay, is this something that I need to truly fix? Or why can't I, why can't I think of anything positive about about, you know, this one thing. Like for me, sometimes it's my voice. I actually (laughs) am annoyed at the sound of my recorded voice. So what do I do? I have a podcast where everybody that tunes in has to listen to my annoying voice. So, um, but the reason I love that is because I have found that I have things to say and that I want to say, and I found a medium in which I can do that. So I can take the thing that annoys me (laughs) about, uh, my voice and, uh, actually use it for good. So for that flaw, I am thankful. So try that exercise. That's not like a, an official like psychiatrist, uh, you know, a, a sanctioned exercise, but try that. If you feel like you have a lot of flaws that you need to fix or improve, make a list and then go through and think through, hey, what is actually, what actually bothers me about what I think of this as a flaw? And, um, you know, what do I think I should do about it? And if it doesn't seem like it's going to actually help you move forward in life, maybe put that one aside for a while and give it a rest. All right. So the second kind of situation of, um, or characterization, maybe I should say of, uh, you know, society's bad choices, I'm going to call the R. Kelly problem. And I really hate to call it that because I don't want to draw any more attention to him than, um, he already has, but I feel like it's just a huge symptom. And, um, I think people are probably pretty familiar with it. I don't know still all the details. I was never an R Kelly fan. So I, I mean, I know I, I, I believe I can fly, you know, that kind of stuff. And I knew there was some weird stuff about him. And then I, you know, saw he was arrested lately or recently. And then over the weekend I got sucked into watching surviving R Kelly. And if anybody tells you that TV, is, uh, you know, not good for your brain. They're wrong (laughs) because, uh, watching two shows over the past week has really just triggered some, you know, pretty deep thoughts, um, for me about just, uh, it just makes me so sad that we have, that we have shows like this and we have situations like this because people are, um, unhappy with themselves and they make bad choices in R Kelly, that whole situation. And I'm not going to go into it, um, into all the horror of the things that he's done and all that. Watch the show if you want to Google it, whatever. But he's, he's just an example of bad choices and on a larger scale than just, you know, I want to fix a flaw. Um, he's, he's a, he's like the embodiment of, of what I fear for a lot of people. And because he was helped by a lot of people who made bad choices themselves individually and collectively to not do anything. And so that's, that's the other bad choices that I feel like we're getting, um, are, are, uh, is becoming more common for us these days, personally, you know, on, on, you know, local levels. And then I think, you know, globally, 
Um, we, uh, we make choices not to do what's right. And we make choices not to stand up to a bully. And if you know anything about the R. Kelly situation, he was a massive bully manipulator. Um, he could get people to do just about anything he wanted to do because he had power. Um, he could promise things. Um, he was, he's just not, not nice. And, you know, we, we don't speak up. Uh, about something that is wrong and hurtful and dangerous on so many levels. And those are bad choices. And those bad choices that we make up, that we make not to stand up or not to speak up or not to intervene, um, creates dangerous situations for others. Um, people get hurt, lives are ruined, career, his career, uh, you know, other people who can manipulate in the same way, career built on power and greed. And it's just so bad. And just, he just left just like bodies and I'm not saying literal bodies, but just people just in his wake, just lives ruined. And, um, and it's not just him. It's the people around him who knew what was going on and chose not to do anything. So I'm not here to villa, you know, vilify all, all the people involved. Cause I'm really not that invested in the situation, but I was just struck at how, um, you know, even on a personal level, a friend level, a relationship level, um, we can so often not speak up when, um, you know, we need to speak up when we need to help someone, when we need to protect someone from something bad. Um, you know, and, and in the case of the R. Kelly stuff, it was young girls deciding that R. Kelly's favor was worth sacrificing their own self-worth. And so that goes back to part of what I talked about in the first segment, that self-love, that self-worth. We will often make really bad decisions because we don't value ourselves enough to make the right decision. So we figure, okay, it's it's okay if I sink to this level or if it's okay if you know he's asking me to do something that seems really inappropriate and dangerous, but he's also promised to help me in this way or further my career. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take one for my own team here. I'm going to do this horrible thing because he's promised me more. I mean, how many times do we, I mean, not even on that serious of a level for what the things that he did, but do we make those compromises for ourselves? Okay, I'll go do this. Even though I don't feel really great about it, but I think it's going to get me this, this, and this. So I'm going to go that route instead of just doing the right thing, making the right choice, putting in the hard work. I mean, there's no easy route to success. Yes, there are people who, you know, you know, uh, have talent and nobody knows about them. And then they post a YouTube video and now they're famous. That's fantastic for them. That's not the norm, right? It's true for any business. Um, you have to put in the work, but it's when we, when we start doubting our own self-worth, our own, um, abilities, our own, um, path to success that, and, you know, and listening to good counsel where we think, okay, well, this seems easier. I'm mean, going to really hate doing this little thing first, but this seems easier than just actually, you know, following the rules or doing the right thing or following my mentors or listening to my leaders or, you know, making good business decision. And it's, it's the symptoms of a lot of things. And it's, it's a lot of bad choices, lack of confidence, lack of self-esteem, moral ambiguity. I mean, we just, uh, that's a whole other episode maybe. And probably something I, I may not actually want to get into on this podcast, just because of the tone of the podcast, but moral ambiguity leads to a lot of bad hurtful, just hard detrimental decisions. It's fear, you know, fear of, uh, okay, maybe I can't do it on my own, but if I, if I follow this questionable thing over here, then that seems right. Um, you know, lack of supervision. So part of the R Kelly thing was just, you know, young girls unsupervised and him just having his pick of unsupervised people. Um, it's our job to watch out. It's our job to teach our kids, to keep them safe, to protect them. And, um, you know, 
a lack of supervision or, you know, if you're choosing, if you're a kid and you're listening and you're choosing not to listen to your parents' guidance, chances are they're trying to keep you safe from something bad. Maybe not R. Kelly, but maybe something as bad as that. So, you know, maybe listen to that. Um, it's prioritizing success over humanity. Ugh. So when did success become the ultimate, like, I will do anything at any cost to be successful? How about doing the right things to actually really earn and keep and maintain your success instead of trying to find, you know, the cheap way out and, you know, fake success or temporary success or, you know, stomp on all the little people so that you're successful. Um, why not bring people along? Why not support? Why not love? Why not go about things the right way? Um, and it's making bad choices to put risk um, as a priority over safety. And I'm not saying you can't take risks or don't take risks because risk taking risks is, is important in a lot of areas in relationships sometimes. Um, you know, stepping out and not being afraid to tell someone how you feel. Um, you know, risk is certainly important in business sometimes. You have to, you can't always be safe and comfortable if you want to grow your business. Um but it can't be without regard to safety, the safety of your business, the safety of you, your your family, your loved ones, um, you know, your your coworkers, whatever. You have to you have to have some um, some oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some uh, concept of okay, that's too risky. <laughs> that's a really bad idea. I'm not going to make that choice. Um, and so, making good choices isn't always about the easy choice, right? In fact, often it's probably not. And so I think it's probably harder to make good choices, make right choices, make virtuous choices. And I think that's that's often why we don't. Um, it's easier to go the wrong way and then you know try to try to fix it later than you know maybe ask forgiveness after you've done it than it is to actually just go about things the right way from the start. But we have to choose. We have to choose to stand up for those who can't. And I'm going to leave it at that. We have to choose to speak up when something is wrong or dangerous. So if you see something and you know it's wrong, you know it's dangerous for somebody, you know it's dangerous for yourself, you know it's not a good idea, we have to make the choices to stand up. We have to make the choices to speak up. We have to make the choices to do what's right. Even if you're the only one, you have to make the choice. Um, and it's an important choice. You have to make the choice to not give in to bullies or power. You have to make the choice to not go with the crowd because it's cool. And I see a lot of that. And it's so concerning that, oh, it's popular. Oh, it's cool. Um, so many bad things are disguised as cool. <laughs> so just because everybody's doing it, maybe you need to not do it too. It's not necessarily safe and okay if everybody's doing it. Um, we have to choose to follow those who are true not place our blind faith on the shiniest ones or the ones who seem too good to be true. So you know who I'm talking about. And it's I'm not talking about anybody specific, but just think through all the people who get our love and adoration, whether they're famous celebrities, or maybe it's somebody you follow for business or in your company or whatever. Are they followed because, you know, they really appear fantastic and they're shiny and true and awesome? Or is there, you know, do they seem a little bit too good to be true? What's really going on there? And, um, there's a lot of fakery and false goodness out there. A lot of it. People are really good at polishing themselves as amazing um, at what they do, at, as amazing people, and they maybe aren't entirely amazing. Um, and honestly, in my the way I feel about things sometimes is the largest crowd should give you pause to ask yourself a few questions. So if you see everybody running towards someone or something, like a cause or a person or whatever you might want to take a step back and think twice before you just run after that big old crowd, right? Um, 
ask yourself things when you find that you are, you know, swept up in the excitement or the shine or the, the glitter of something that seems really amazing because everyone's doing it. And this is why I'm always like, I'm always really skeptical about whoever, you know, somebody's talking about the next latest, greatest, you know, self-improvement book or um, a new amazing speaker that everybody's following. I mean, I, I tend to like um, not follow things. It's like against it just, I just, and it's not like almost a moral thing. It's like, well, if everybody else is doing it, I don't think I want to do that kind of thing until I give it, until I kind of validate it myself, I give it a chance. So you won't, all, you won't often see me reading like the latest self, you know, development book or whatever, because everybody else is reading it. I'll read it like a year later <laughs> because I want to, um, not because everybody else is doing it. But if you see, if you see, um, you know, fanfare, ask yourself some questions like, why am I following this? Why am I following it? Not, not why is everyone else following it? Why am I following it? What am I gaining from it? Right? So whether it's a situation or a book or a talk or uh, a conference or a company or whatever, a celebrity, why, what am I gaining from this? I know a lot of other people seem to be gaining something from it, but what am I gaining for, from it? Um, what more can I learn about this person or this cause? So if you, if you're on an, on a cause that everybody's following, are you there because everybody's doing it and all your friends are doing it and they, they you feel stupid if you're not? Or do you really support that cause? Like what more can you learn about something beneath the surface of maybe just a Facebook page or a Facebook profile or an Instagram? Can you learn about the person? Can you learn about who they are, what they stand for? Can you learn about the cause, what, where, you know, where the funding comes from, what they really support? Um, and not just what looks good. A lot of causes can have really sharp marketing, have really fantastic messaging, have really slick social media campaigns but they may not be quite what they seem. So always do your own research. And is this right for me? Like it can be right for you and that's totally fine. It can be right for 10 people or a hundred people or a million people. And that's fine for them, not judging them. Is it right for you? Are you following it? Are you doing it? Are you making this decision because it's right for you? And it's okay if it's not, it's okay if it is, but it's okay if it's not ask the question to be sure. And then are there any red flags or does anything about it make me uncomfortable? That's a really important question. Maybe that's the first question to ask. Um, does anything about this seem weird? <laughs> Have I heard any stories that contradict, you know, the narrative that is being put out first and foremost? Um, does anything about it make me personally feel uncomfortable to be here, to do this, to follow this, to like that post, to talk about it? Um, and it's okay if it does. In fact, if you see or feel any red flags, Stop and investigate that, validate those feelings, look at that, and you can walk away from things. You can unmake bad decisions. You can change your mind. You're not stuck with anything. And um, you can uh, you can undo things, but you have to be willing to investigate, to look at it, and to make those choices, to ask hard questions of yourself, to do the research, to figure out, okay, is this the right choice for me? Is this the right place for me to be? A lot of people are doing it and I want to do it because I know it's right for me and not just because um, a lot of people are doing it. Okay. Make your own choices. Look beneath the surface. And if R. Kelly is, you know, an example of anything, he was a master at making himself look fantastic, um, successful, talented. All the stuff that he was doing was kind of hidden, although apparently not very well. And um, I mean, people just look beneath the surface, no matter what it is, no matter what you're doing, always, always, always look beneath the surface and make sure whatever choice you're making, whatever choice you're not making uh, is right, is right for you, is right for others if it involves other people. And um, it's never, you're never um, not allowed to say no. You can always say no and you can always back off of something you've committed to.
for the most part, unless you've like signed your life away. In that case, I would encourage you to do your research first <laughs> instead of later. later. Um, but you know, don't, don't just, just make good choices. <laughs> So last little bit of imparting wisdom for today. I want to talk to you if uh, you're still listening, but you feel you're pretty perfect. So maybe you've been <laughs> listening. You're like, well, I don't have any flaws. I don't make bad choices. So I think I'm good. I'm doing all right. So you might be you know, thinking, but wait, I have flaws. I don't have flaws. No, I don't have flaws. Um, so uh, newsflash, everyone has flaws. Okay. But um, that doesn't mean you're not awesome. So you could, you know, so I'm speaking to you today right now, if, if in case you are this person who's like, you know, you've done a lot of work, you've built a business, you've built good relationships, you've really worked on yourself, you've done a lot of stuff, you have a following, you have, you know, supporters, you have fans, whatever it is, you're kind of a big deal and you really are a big deal, like in and out, surface and you're the real deal. Um, but someone brings something to your attention that's not not in line with all the amazing things that you're used to hearing. Okay. So when I, I want to give you some advice on, on what to do with that, here it is. Listen, <laughs> that's it. Like, and, and consider, listen with an open mind. So maybe you are, you know, the, po the popular consensus is that you are amazing and you're all the things you've got the whole package and you know, you're really killing it. You're, you're leading a team. You're, you know, you're moving up. You've got fans. You're just, you're amazing. You're awesome. And people are just lavishing praise on you all the time, all these things. And then, you know, someone, maybe a friend, maybe someone you don't know that well, notices something or somebody posts something or puts a comment or sends you a message. And it's not, you know, it's like, yeah, you're awesome. But you know, I want to, I don't know if you know about this thing, or I don't know if you realize that you do this thing. Um, so maybe it's one person, maybe it's a couple people, they're mi the minority, right? And so your first response may be to dismiss that, right? Dismiss the haters. That's kind of our thing. Ah, oh, they're just a hater. I've got so many fans. So everybody thinks I'm amazing. So I don't need to listen to, you know, the losers who are telling me I'm doing something wrong or that I don't, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not awesome. Not hundred percent awesome. Um, so I, you know, you probably actually are not hundred percent awesome. So if I'm the first one to ever tell you that, uh, I'm sorry to have to be that person, <laughs> but uh, listen to what they say. And in fact, you know, go back and listen to my episode seven, um, talks a little bit more about this. So I'm not going to get into this all the time, but it's episode seven. You're not awesome all the time. <laughs> and it talks about, um, our three or four star reviews that we get sometimes in life, you know, whether you have something to be literally reviewed or you have somebody who comes to you and like points out something that's maybe a little off about, you know, your narrative about yourself, right? We all have things that we need to improve on. So no matter how amazing you think you are, um, and others think you are, there's always something more you can be working on. And so that's the point of episode seven is, you know, those are actually the real people, you know, people are going to give you five-star reviews and tell you you're amazing, you know, when they, they're a fan and they want something from you, but you need people in your life who will be the brave single soul to those couple single souls who will raise their hand, either, you know, ask you a question um, in the middle of something, or who will come to you sidebar and say, Hey, this didn't seem quite right for me. I, I wanted to bring this to your attention. No one is perfect. Uh, yet sometimes we don't want to hear that from anyone that there could be something that isn't amazing about you. So this is the opposite of, you know, segment one where you're focusing, you know, you, you, you might be a person who's focusing on flaws that aren't there. You know, you maybe don't feel like you have any flaws, but there is always something that could be 
about you that is less than amazing. And that's because we're human. That's because we always have ways we can improve. And that's, that's part of our journey. And it's kind of a beautiful thing. Um, I would encourage you to consider what these, these, these brave souls have to say. Um, and you know, make sure they're legit and make sure they aren't just a hater. Cause that's, you know, there are legit haters out there, but chances are if they're bringing something to your attention, they are not trying to tear you down. They are trying to say something to you that others are not saying they're making a choice to speak up because they actually probably are trying to help you be even better than you are. Um, we all have things that are holding us back and we don't always see what those things are. And as painful as it is, I'm always thankful when someone will come to me and speak real to me, be real. Um, I love when people laugh at me. I love, you know, laugh at my jokes. They, you know, I love likes on Facebook. I love to create content and do things for people that, you know, um, they'll appreciate me and that kind of thing. But I'm not perfect. I'm not I'm not always amazing. I'm pretty I'm pretty freaking amazing. But I'm not always amazing. And there are some things that even if you know the majority, you know, nine people in a group of ten think I'm perfect and amazing and doing all the right things, and they're they're gonna lavish that praise on me, and that's what you see all over Facebook. If one person comes to me and says, "Hey, that was great, but I, this seemed odd," or "What if you did this?" or "I'm not sure I'm following you here," or "You have this really annoying thing that you do when you try and talk," <laughs> um, stop it. You know that kind of thing. Listen to that. Like that encourages um, that encourages others to help you grow, and that helps them grow, and it helps you grow, and it helps it helps you see things that you can't see. And rather than continue to turn off, you know, a minority and just say, well, the minority, not everybody believes that about me. Consider it. I mean, you don't have to believe things that aren't true about yourself, but, you know, validate people who are coming to you with in, in, with earnest intentions and trying to help you be a better person because they're the ones that are not going to just continue to lavish hundred percent praise on you. People who only lavish hundred percent praise on you, aren't interested in your success. They're interested in riding your t- coattails and what you can do for them. And they're interested in how good it makes them look to be your fan. Does that make sense? And someone is willing to come to you and say, hey, you are fantastic, but there's this one little thing I wanted to talk to you about. Those are your true believers, okay? Because they believe that there is more that can come from you and improving something small can make you even better that they're brave enough to risk saying something to you about it. So, and that's, that's, you'll hear more about that in episode seven. So go back and listen to that. But here's my, here's my challenge to you. If you have somebody and you're like, wait, I have flaws and someone points out a flaw, listen, engage, ask them about it. Tell me, tell me more about that. What you see, how can I be better? What do you think? What do you think about that? What do you think about how, how is that affecting other people? I'd never thought about that. Don't dismiss it. Don't be like, well, nobody else says that about me. So it can't be true. Or you're the only one that's ever said that to me. So, um, I'm not gonna, so you're wrong. If they're the only one that's ever said that to you, um, that's, they're not the one with the problem. (laughs) Think about that. Um, that just means other people haven't been brave enough to say anything, or they think you don't want to hear it, or maybe you haven't responded well to something in the past where somebody's pointed out something that you could work on and you dismissed it. So think about that and be grateful. Like it is hard. It is so hard, but, um, I'm so thankful for someone to be brave enough to speak real to me, um, to not let me continue in a way that might be hurtful or might not be the best I can be. Or, you know, there's almost, you know, being an introvert and being afraid of always doing the wrong thing. Um, there's, there are great fears that I have. And one of them is the fear that I'm being an idiot and being hurtful and doing stupid things. And I don't realize that I'm doing it because I just, I don't have either 
the social you know, awareness to get it right or I don't realize that I'm being hurtful and people aren't coming to me and telling me that and I just continue on being an idiot. You know, I, it's one of my greatest fears. So I encourage you, and this goes back to the last segment. If you see something that is a pattern or a behavior or just seems wrong or off or whatever, speak up. That person may be really grateful to hear that from you and really may not realize that they have something that they need to work on. And that can open a door in so many more ways for you than just continue to ride someone's coattails and, and, and lavishing praise on them. I mean, it's deserved praise, I'm sure, but there are times when, um, you know, praise isn't the the best way, <laughs> the best way to um, connect or the best way to help someone grow or build them up. And, um, and I don't say that to be like, oh, okay, we should just go around telling everybody what's wrong with them. That'll help them. Uh, certainly praise people. But um, I think you're getting my point and hopefully I'm coming through clearly here. Um, when someone comes to you and says, hey, uh, I want to bring something to your attention. Give them the time and space to, to say what they have to say listen with an open mind. It might hurt. It might really be hurt and they might be wrong, but what you're doing there is building a relationship. You're building a connection and you're showing people that you're willing to um, accept that you might not be perfect, that everything you do isn't perfect uh, and that you're human. And you're going to gain a lot more followers, a lot more trust, a lot more um, support by doing those things. than you are by dismissing um, the brave souls who will come to you and say, Hey, I wanted to bring something to your attention. All right. So wait, I have flaws. Yes, you do. But make good choices about them. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening. It's funny, you know, putting this episode together. I didn't think I had much to say about, you know, kind of this week. I didn't know what I was going to talk about, but I to say about it so um i hope hope it's well received and if it's not you know what you can always tell me if you think i have a flaw in what i'm saying or doing you can always tell me that and i will gladly listen you can email me directly at i have things to say th at gmail.com and uh, i'd love to hear from you if you have an idea if you think my show is stupid, um, if you think I'm awesome, you know, whatever. Um, you can also do me a huge favor if you're liking what you hear. Whatever podcast platform you're listening on, and I'm on about 13 different platforms or apps right now, um, give me a rating and a review. Um, let people know that I'm out there. It helps me. It takes a couple minutes of your time, but it doesn't cost you anything. Um, just to give me a rating or review, it really helps the show get out there and helps me build my audience. And I'm super excited to do that. Um, and you can al- also always be a sponsor of the show. Click the link. When you're a sponsor, I do fun things for you. I say who you are. I give you recognition if you'd like. If you have a business that you would like to help me help promote through my show, I'm absolutely happy to do that. And there are a number of ways to do that. Uh, Depending on your sponsorship level, click the link to learn more about the show, um, whatever podcast platform you're in. And uh, there's ways that you can sign up to be a sponsor. I'd love to have you. Thank you so much for listening. Wherever you're listening from or whatever you're listening on, I just appreciate the opportunity to say all the things I have to say. And I will see you talking at you at the next episode. Bye.